I can remember one guy, Bill Pearl's gym, big guy, 20-inch arms, you know, what is this thing? Put them on, you know, one incline, put them up a little bit, get them going, unhook the pulley, do some dead weight in the bathroom puking. (laughs) You know, you could could manipulate those guys pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think from the very beginning, my passion towards that simple concept was just uh, unwavering. I mean, I I just said, someday everybody has got to have a total gym. Well, you pretty much (laughs) did that. (laughs) Pretty much. Five million, five million. (laughs) That's a lot. That's everybody, Tom. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, Paul is speaking with one of the founders of Total Gym, Tom Campanero. Hi, everybody. Did you know that Total Gym is the most successful home gym ever sold on TV and one of the most essential exercise tools I used in my physical therapy clinic? I've been teaching people about the benefits and methods of applying Total Gym for rehab and general health and fitness since 1988, and today you get the pleasure of meeting Tom Campanero, one of the founders of Total Gym, and a longtime business mentor to Penny, myself, and the Czech Institute. In this very informative interview, Tom Campanero shares his early life in competitive bodybuilding and how steroid use ultimately led him to leaving the sport due to a values clash. His interest was in the genuine pursuit of health and fitness. Total Gym's living philosophy, mission, vision, and values, and what ultimately led to one of the most successful exercise enterprises on the planet that is still going strong today. How Total Gym is used for personal fitness as well as comprehensive rehabilitation from pre- and post-surgical intervention and management all the way to being a great fitness option for many great athletes and movie stars of today as well as the rest of people. How Total Gym's success has only increased due to the huge demand for home fitness solutions in the COVID environment. My thoughts on the use of Swiss balls and medicine balls to round out or complement the Total Gym what Tom feels is essential for everyone to be healthy, and Tom's comments on the future trends in exercise and healthcare over the next 5, 10, and 20 years. Total Gym's special discount for Living 4D listeners that want an excellent home gym solution that the whole family can enjoy. Regardless of who you are, there is great, simple, practical information in this podcast that can help you in your business, gaining clarity on your values, and how to keep yourself healthy and fit even in the COVID environment. Enjoy Tom Campanero and the Total Gym success story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Today, I have a very exciting, interesting, highly experienced, wise guest who's been a longtime friend of mine, a mentor of mine, taught me a lot of things, helped me a lot when I was in trouble. (laughs) I've been in trouble a few times. Tom Campanero, welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. Paul, how are you? Good um, to see you, man. Me too. <clears throat> Good we were, to see you. Yeah, we were just deci- uh, just talking about the fact we haven't seen each other in a while. Always look forward to your hugs. Yeah, good. Yeah, I love giving them to you. Yeah, man. I know it. I know it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just for the those of you listening, Tom Campanero is, is the founder of Total Gym, and uh, most of you would know Total Gym. Total Gym, I think, do, do, the, do you guys still have the most successful infomercial? Yeah, still yeah. running 24, 24 well, It's years. still running. I didn't realize 24 that. 24 years. 24 years. Yeah. We've morphed into some short form, but for the most part, the infomercial's still running. Yeah. That's great. And so uh, I was on one of them, wasn't I? You, years ago. Yes, I think you were. And I think you did a, you did a whole program series. Yeah. For Total Gym. Yeah. 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 And I was on one with... Uh, uh, 
I think Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris still maybe. on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if Christy Brinkley Christy was on that Brinkley. one or not. Yeah. It was back in that day. It was whatever day that was. I had hair. So <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you've ever had hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. Back in the days when I was training Jesse, uh, Jesse is Tom's son, who used to be an athlete that I did some conditioning for and condition him up for football. And Hey, we used to do that, uh, all those medicine ball trainings out on the field when yeah. we were, when he was 15, even younger, I yeah. think. Yeah, and he's younger. in several of my videos too. Yeah, he did. I used to do that stuff too. It was great. And, it was awesome. And yes, you were out there with us and uh, uh, your company, you, Tom Campanero, sponsored many of my videos and helped me grow the Czech Institute and get the information out there. And Well, it's so, good stuff. Yeah, thank good you. Good stuff. I'm very grateful for that. So uh, I was just discussing with Tom before we started recording, we started working together 33 years ago in 1988. Wow. And Another I don't, world. I don't remember how it was that I first found out about Total Gym. Um, I, for some you reason, were a, you were a therapist over in the Golden Triangle. Yeah. Well, I, I actually was coming to you guys before then. I left uh, sports and orthopedic rehabilitation in 92 and started my golden triangle rehab at the end of 92 but i came to you in 88 when i just started working at golden uh, at uh, sports and orthopedic physical therapy which is on i8 right where yep. the uh oh. 805 overpass is okay and uh they may have had a total gym there i don't know but you know i was studying with people like gary gray and uh, a number of people in the rehab circles. So something led me yeah, to, you, you know, we used him. to do it. We used to be in the back of all of his chain reaction seminars. I right. bet you that, I bet you that was the flow. Yeah. And so when I found out you guys were in San Diego, I thought, Oh, I got to go meet these guys. Cause I can really see the application for the total gym. And over the years I've had countless total gyms in golden triangle rehabilitation. I had two that were going almost day and night nonstop because yeah. I was using, uh, I found, the total gym very very effective in in my rehab environment specifically for um what's classically called non-weighted exercise you remember when right. when unweighted exercise yep. got popular yep. and I unloading got, yes. unloading yeah. yeah yeah i trained with bjorn svensson in, in norwegian medical exercise therapy sure. which is a, a very comprehensive approach to it um and so once i really understood the science of how to enhance joint function and regenerate cartilage and repair tendons and work with, you know, injured discs and things like that, then it was obvious to me that the total gym was just an absolutely critical tool. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when we started the product in 74, you know, here was this simple, I call it a simple, stupid inclined plane, you know, <laughs> unbeknownst to us, you know, this uh, major change in rehab, unloading, unloading the body weight. We had a natural unloading device yes. that was calibrated to gravity. And unless gravity changed, we were never going to change. And all of a sudden, you know, the world opened up, which was really a fascinating experience, you know, sure. luck, it's luck, you know, when you talk about where does luck fit into our life and our businesses, that was our big first, I think, lucky, lucky point. Um, yeah very interesting yeah it was good i um i don't know if i ever told you about this but i'd like to share this story for the listeners on the podcast as you know i've worked with too many of the most famous athletes in the world and sports teams and olympic committees to even remember them all anymore but um do you remember dr charles roland an orthopedic surgeon 
sounds familiar. He's, he's, he was, was he very, in San Diego? Yeah, San yeah, Diego. Okay. Very successful. Somebody I really loved. He was an excellent surgeon. And and I, uh, his wife owned a physical therapy clinic, Melinda Rowland, and she was a craniosacral therapist and a physical therapist. But, um, And I rehabbed Charles Rowland from some bad back issues that were really screwing him up and stopping him from being able to operate. And, and we became very good friends. And he referred me probably he was my biggest referral mm-hmm. source, but he worked with a lot of elite athletes and he had brought a doctor into his practice who had just left New York. And he was the, uh, Yankees, I think it's a Yankees, um, uh, doctor, mm-hmm. surgeon. And, uh, Charles was getting ready to retire. So he wanted to bring in a, a big wig that could kind of handle sure. those, you know, elite athlete cases. And so I got referred from Charles Rowland. I believe the guy was a pitcher uh, from the Yankees and um, he had just had shoulder surgery and it was his third shoulder surgery for the same problem, which is classical Mm -hmm. in the rehab world. But anyhow, the guy came to me and the first day was evaluation. And then I put him through a one hour training session on the total gym. And he had a visit with his doctor the next day. So I'd only seen him twice. The first one was the evaluation. Second one was his first session. And he was just over the moon because all the previous rehab he'd done, you know, they just wouldn't let him do anything for like the first couple of months, except, you know, rubber band exercises. And, you know, pro athletes go crazy when that happens to them. And so he was high as a kite. He's like, oh, wow, you know, you're the first guy that could ever. So I'm sweating, I'm breathing. This is amazing. So he went back to his doctor and he's sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor said, well, how's it going with the new therapist? And he said, oh, it's amazing. He said, this guy put me through an hour's workout on my first (laughs) session and I feel great. And before he could even finish his sentence, the doctor said, what's this guy's phone number? And so he told him my phone number and the doctor called me up. My secretary came to me and said, there's a doctor on the phone and he sounds quite upset. I was going to say, he probably yelled yelled at you. (laughs) He screamed at me. Oh, God. He just chewed me out. And and there was other people in the room when I picked up the phone and I had the phone like a foot away from my head. He was yelling so loud. What the fuck are you doing? Do you realize this guy just had surgery a few days ago? Yeah. What are you doing working? He just went crazy. And I waited till he stopped, you know. And I said, you work for Charles Rowland, don't you? He said, yes. I said, you realize I'm the guy that rehabbed Charles Rowland's back when he couldn't even stand up or walk and nobody knew what to do with him. And I've rehabbed countless athletes for Charles Rowland. And do you think Charles Rowland would refer him to me if I didn't know what I was doing? And then he goes, what the, I don't care what is going on. You can't do that to someone. I said, I'll tell you what, what did the patient tell you about his feeling and how he's doing right now big long pause he goes well he says he's doing excellent i said well why are you so upset (laughs) i said isn't that what you're after (laughs) and so i said i think the best thing for you to do is come down to my physical therapy clinic so i can show you what i do well he did and so I showed him and I showed him how I use the total gym and my unweighting systems i invented my own unweighting systems and had two of them one for cervical and one for lumbar i had you know, medical grade pulley systems. And so I I said to him, this is how I do it. This is how I calculate the load. And the guy was blown away. He said, in all my years as a surgeon, I've never seen anything like this. He said, you just taught me a lot. 
I'm sorry for yelling at you. And he they was forever happy to refer me clients. But the point was, is he didn't realize that I was using the total gym and he didn't realize that I was exercising the guy, but I wasn't trashing his arm. I was exercising the rest of his exactly. body. So yeah. I was having him yeah. doing squats and working his good arm to bring his hormones up and enliven him and increase his circulation and pump fluids through his body to get toxins out and stimulate growth and development. And so when he see when he saw what I was doing, then he could put the picture together. Yep. But he jumped to the conclusion that I had exercised this guy's surgical arm for an hour. <laughs> so it 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 really, you know, and a lot of doctors, of course, as you can imagine, would freak out just like that and yeah. eventually well, in the olden days like that, you're right. We would show the total gym to people yeah. and they would just it would just go over their head. It was yeah. too simple, Paul. <laughs> yes. That's, that was the challenge we had. Yeah. It was so versatile, so safe, and like you say, calibrated, but so simple that they they couldn't grasp it. That's for the years. That's for the years. problem. That's the problem with God, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so simple you can't, can't see what's right in front it. of you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, so Tom, you've been at this for with total gym how many years? Well, since 74, so, so that's a long 40, time. 40, is that 45? Since I was 16, yeah. <laughs> 45 so, years, something I'm like that. 59, yeah. so. Yeah, I'm 37, so I'm beating you there. Yeah, you're 37. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, you're, that's amazing. Uh, 37, 73, 37, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. When you look in the mirror, everything's reversed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all walk around with that 25-year-old brain, you know, but body gets older. But yeah. What are you gonna do? yeah, well, you know, fun. you got to enjoy the process, right? Amen. The fruit ripens and... But we love yeah. aged wine because it tastes better. And I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you know this because you're a wise man. But I mean, I'm obviously not the 35-year-old I once was. Although I can still do eight single-arm chin-ups and put the hammer on the young guys, which freaks them out. <laughs> but at the same time, I actually enjoy aging. And I feel that I've learned to be a lot more efficient and I've learned a lot about how to solve problems of every type. So I just find that that my life is much easier to live at 59 than it was at any other time. It's interesting. I don't, I don't feel like I have to work. You know, I guess the analogy I would give is if you spent your lifetime taking people down the Colorado Rapids you'd get to the point where you had done enough trips down the river where you had an intimate relationship with it and you could get through even grade five rapids with minimal risk because mm -hmm. you had such a skillful relationship with the process and knew how to read the rapids, right? Yeah. But when you're young, you're, you know, as I say, <clears throat> young, dumb, and full of cum, and you think you can control the river and the rapids, and the next thing you know, you're drowning. And I just feel like I'm I'm much better of a boatman in my mm -hmm. at this age, and I'm I'm sure you have to be too. Yeah, I think for me, because I'm older than you, but I think for me, I, I, there's a lot less clutter mm -hmm. in my thought process. Yeah, <clears throat> and you were saying like solving problems and all that. You know, what I've noticed is that this the problem solving comes a lot faster now because I've gotten rid of a lot of the clutter and a lot of the I'm going to do it versus allowing yes you know, the spiritual side of life to do it. And I think we also learn what's really important in other words what is worth getting worked up about or nervous about or afraid of and what's not worth it 
it yeah. takes a while to filter that out accurately and say, okay, sounds like a big issue, but it isn't. <laughs> no, you know, there's really nothing that's a big issue, you know, when you, you think about it. Yeah. Well, you can, or not think about it. Maybe that's the thing. That's the secret. Don't think about, don't, it. Don't think about exactly. it. Exactly. But you have to yeah. think about it until you learn not to think about yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's true. Because, you know, we start with a pretty empty head as a kid, right? Yeah. And, and then, then it really gets cluttered, doesn't and it? And it goes oh, complex, God. complex, complex till it just about kills you. Yeah. And you finally reach the point where you go, okay, that's enough. I've got to find a better way because my my ego is not nearly the best driver I've found the hard way. Oh, yeah, that's the deal. I mean, you know, as you get older, I think if you grasp the understanding that you got to get rid of that ego. And if you get rid of that ego and that yeah. little guy back there that's always talking to you, you know, things come a lot easier, a lot smoother, a lot yeah. clearer. Yeah. So, and you so. also know that the part of you that guides you is a far better part of you to listen to when you need real guidance than the ego ever has been. Oh, goodness, yes. Well, you know, you said something, I don't know how many years ago we were talking about, you know, spiritual development and all that. And you said something I'll never forget. You said, you know what? We're the only society that that people at a certain age don't shift into the spiritual development right. of their life. Like other other cultures. cultures, you know, and that really sat with me thinking, you're right, you know, we this culture here, they avoid it. They do. They avoid it. And once people start getting up into their 50s, they try to go to surgeons and, and do all sorts of pills and wraps and tricks and skin pulls yeah. to make themselves look like 20-year-olds again. Yeah. And, you know, crash their businesses, uh, buy two Corvettes and leave their <laughs> wife and their kids and... <laughs> You know, and just go completely backwards. Yeah, exactly. And which, then they and they really get into some issues down the road because then they're alone or they're or they're you know void. Yeah, it's really void. And they haven't learned to connect to their heart. No, they haven't. That's True. why in in spiritual circles it said the longest journey you'll ever take is only a foot from your head to your heart. But yeah, it might take you many lifetimes to get down there. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Hi, everybody. Do you guys want to know one of my secret weapons that helps me avoid being sick or feeling run down? It's Organifi Immunity. Organifi Immunity is a super high-quality, certified organic drink mix that provides daily immune support and supports overall immunity. Organifi Immunity contains whole food vitamins C and D, whole food zinc, mushroom beta-glycans, and provides only natural sweetness. Not only will you support your immune system, but you'll also get on-the-go superfoods in a delicious orange blend that is great for you and your kids and everyone will love it. My family and I love it and it's easy as tearing off the top of the package and mixing it with high-quality drinking water and you can rest a little easier knowing that you're enhancing your immune system, which is probably a good idea now that so many people are spending so much time indoors, breathing indoor air, and lacking sun exposure. Why not enjoy a little immune insurance while getting certified organic nutrients, superfoods, and great taste that's quick easy, and effective. To get your Organifi immunity and shop their amazing product line with your Living 4D discount, go to organifi.com and save 20% on any and all of their products using the code capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K20. That's check 20 during checkout. Enjoy Organifi. You know, Tom, I'd love it if you can share a biographical sketch of what inspired you to be a bodybuilder and how that 
passion ultimately led to Total Gym because I've oh. seen pictures of you when you were a competitive bodybuilder. You were a stud. Yeah, I guess I was. Huh? Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were built. Man. Well, you know, where it really started was uh, when I was young, let's say in my early, let's say 12, 13 years old. You uh -huh. know, I'm a little guy. I mean, I'm only... Well, like I say, I grew a half inch in the last couple of months, but but I've been shrinking ever since. You know? yeah. So I was five six, five six, and so being small, yeah, there wasn't a lot of opportunity. Yeah. So I got into sports. I played football in high school, and then I had a critical motorcycle accident when I was sixteen. I was driving down the road, car turned in front of me, went hit it, went through the windshield, ended up on the side of the street with my leg all broken and everything, and waking up in the hospital, getting the last rites, you know, mm. and coming through that. And it was the old school, Paul, you know, where they put the, the, the weighted string on your leg. Oh, to yes, put the, yes, you know, your traction. And you, and you laid in the hospital for six months. Nice. That'll give you some meditation time. Oh, won't it? And at atrophy time. Yes. Atrophy time. So yes. I came out of that. I couldn't play football anymore because of the injury. So I got into I got into weightlifting, into yeah. bodybuilding. But in the bodybuilding in the 60s, you didn't want anybody to know you were a bodybuilder. No, it was too, it was, it too was, out there. It wasn't, it wasn't really the greatest thing to say you, what you were doing. So, And for me, it was for my own personal benefit. So I got into competition. I was blessed enough to have a trainer. I don't know if you ever met my trainer, John Bicelli. Yes, I met him at one of your John, Christmas parties. You yeah, neat guy. Unbelievable guy. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of themes and some of his themes were quality, not quantity. You're a little guy, Tom. You're never going to be big. If you use the steroids, I'm out of here. So yeah. I never did. I never got into the steroids. He was an interesting guy. He was self taught sculptor you know really understood the body and what anyway so he trained me and we competed until from about 65 to 70 70 71 well and did fairly well you know yeah. we did fairly well we go around covers of magazines and we won certain titles and all that but it yeah. was it was always for me a, a, an accomplishment of whatever goal we had set it was it was more important to you know grow and accomplish than it was to be you know mr arnold schwarzenegger or whatever. and of course one interesting story in 1970 i took i took a tri trip to the west coast because i grew up on the east coast mm -hmm. in philadelphia to learn the secrets Paul. yeah i learned the secrets real quick yeah <laughs> you're working your legs you're shooting steroids into your legs yeah. you're working your and you're, you're doing all kinds of you know you're smoking the pot to, to get an appetite I, yeah. so i learned the secrets they were the secrets these guys were drug addicts yeah <laughs> i mean they were so, nothing's changed <laughs> so huge <laughs> course it's not it's even different now but you know i'd go to the gym and i'd work out hard as hell and these guys would be working out maybe not a third of hard. that yeah. yeah and they would you'd watch them grow yes anyway time to get out got out in this got out in the 70s and uh said you know what i'm i've got to get out of philly i can't handle it here attitude weather yeah moved to florida i lasted two weeks got out of there came to southern california san diego the attitude the weather you know um I was done the bodybuilding career, but I had kind of made an interesting pack with God. And I said, look at, I, I need to get out of here. I need to get to Southern California. I want to start my own business. I want to, you know, meet, meet a girl. Cause I was in a very frivolous lifestyle mm -hmm. as a lifeguard and all that. And uncanny as it is, and truthful as it is, within six months, I was in San Diego. I had met Joy and we had started the total gym business in September of that year, 1974. And uh, the re what got me started on Total Gym was I was introduced to the concept, the inclined plane concept, very primitive concept when I saw it. But for whatever reason, to me, it was it was magic. It was magic. I mean, you know, I had built, you know, like like you had said, you know, your pulley systems and I had all this stuff in my garage. And, you know, and, and when I saw that simple, pla I thought, wait a minute, 
I can get on this and I can change the hill and access more weight. Mm -hmm. I can just change my body position, my hand position and change the exercise. There's no limit. There's no limit. So we started to develop the product. We had like 3,500 bucks, you know, and we started building through a little shop in San Diego and started to show it to all the people I knew in the bodybuilding world. Of course, they just would laugh at it. They'd laugh at it. I would put them on there and just kick the, because it's very loose. That's what they did when I showed them the Swiss ball. <laughs> they yeah, laughed exactly. at me and they called me, they called me a fag. <laughs> oh. They said, what are these colored balls? Get them out of the gym. <laughs> yeah, because they're so versatile as we see it, yeah. but they're so elusive in that fact you get them on there. Yeah. I, mean, I can remember one guy, Bill Pearl's gym, big guy, 20 inch arms, you know, what is this thing? Put them on, you know, one incline, put them up a little bit, get them going, unhook the pulley, do some dead weight in the bathroom puking. (laughs) You know, you could could manipulate those guys pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think from the very beginning, my passion towards that simple concept was just uh, unwavering. I mean, I I just said, someday everybody has got to have a total gym. Well, you pretty much did that. <laughs> well, not pretty quite. much. Yeah, five million, five million. <laughs> That's a lot. That's everybody, Tom. <laughs> okay. But um, the, the interesting thing was we were sitting on the beach one day, Doug Marino and I, who started the company, and we were doing you know a little bit of weed. And, Good. And we were coming up with a name, and he came up with the total gym name. Wow. Which was just brilliant, you know, total Where gym. did you first see the concept? In San Diego. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was there it was that a, had There that? was a company here called Dynagem, and they were marketing a really cheap, I always called it a like a cheap uh, lawn furniture, uh-huh. but they were pyramid selling it. And they got shut down by the FTC in about two years because they were ripping people off. But I saw the concept, but it wasn't developed at all. And we took it from there and developed it. And and then uh, you'll remember, well, you'll remember, how old were you in 74? 74, I was uh <clears throat> Six seventeen. Okay, so this won't relate to you, but there were no cell phones. There were no, no. fax machines. Well, I remember that, yeah. There, there was really no market for fitness equipment. There was Sears with a little pedal bike and yeah. a few things here and there, you know. And then eventually there were some, some stores that started to develop to sell exercycles. You remember the exercycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. So there was really no way to market this product. Mm-hmm. And we started at the Del Mar Fair. Oh, wow. Remember that? Remember yeah, the Del course, Mar yeah. Fair? And yeah. we would work out. We would yeah. demonstrate. People would get on it. And the world's would, greatest traffic jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we started to meet people. So we met a guy uh, We met a guy from Loma Linda University, saw the product, said, hey, you need to come to one of our health fairs. Okay, great. We'll go to the health fair. Long story short, we did a little research and we found out that there was a convention for everything everything and we started to do trade shows and we ended up getting up to 200 trade shows a year with six guys that's intense it's very intense but we were able to expose ourselves to a vast uh, different disciplines and that's what got us into the rehab market i heard about gary gray you know doing his seminars i called him up and said hey is there any way we can maybe be in the back of one of your seminar rooms you know and, mm-hmm. and gary saw the value of the total gym and for 10 years we were in the back of his seminar i can remember when he had 25 people yep. and he had 35 yep. and he, then he got up to you know 150 150 and almost every clinic that was as you know there was a paradigm shift in the early 80s away mm-hmm. from um Cy- uh, uh, cybex isokinetic yeah. training yeah. into more body weight uh, open chain versus I was I was uh, one of the guys who gave the science to drive that exactly exactly and that's what we met you in that era in that whole closed chain era unbeknownst to us the total gym was the perfect 
closed chain squatting machine and open chain movements mm -hmm. as well. That's right. that's the that's that's sort of why the name Total Gym is so appropriate because it is extremely versatile. It is, and that's the number one reason why people buy it. And that's why I wanted to work with you guys and did all those videos. And yep. you know, I just. I think there's nothing more powerful than a simple tool with broad application. I mean, think of a hammer. It's very simple, but sure. without one, yeah. you really wish you had it's one. hard to put if that own, nail in. Yeah, if you own a house and you don't have a hammer, you're stuck. <laughs> it's very true. You know, very if true. you own a gym and you don't have uh, good equipment, you don't really have much. <laughs> a yoga studio. But, you know, talking about that, but we, we started to do the um, American Physical Therapy Association trade shows. <clears throat> one of the first ones we did I had the board of directors of the American Physical Therapy Association come up to our booth and look at me and go, don't ever come back here again. This is a gimmick. This is a joke. Don't ever come back again. And I thought to myself, these guys are physical. So anyway, five years later, we were on the board of directors of the American Physical Therapy Foundation for Research. Obviously, the therapists had come through the the, the, the conference the checks and the closed chain stuff yeah. with Gary Gray. And they had finally realized that they were doing a lot of damage with that isokinetic yeah. stuff. Yes. And we actually became a standard in every clinic that opened up. So today we're probably in 15 or 20,000 rehab centers around the world. Yeah. Affecting millions and millions and millions of people going up and down on our product. Yes. Um, which opened the door when we decided to do a mass exposure to the general public via infomercial. But, as you know, back when infomercials started, anything that ended up on TV like that was just a gimmick, a piece of junk. Here today, won't be around in a year or two. Yeah. Well, that didn't work for Total Gym. It didn't. And we were blessed enough to um, to find a company that really had, had integrity and saw our vision, but still thought three years, Tom, if you're here in three years, you're going to be lucky. Yeah. I said, no, I think it's more like 10 or 15 years. And of course, we've been the longest running product on tv yeah you ever i remember reading somewhere that total gym was the most successful infomercial uh exercise product ever and by far gross the most you guys by were far. doing what well over a hundred million well, sales, you know, this is something when i sat there with them you know and uh and they had they had gone through some uh some testing on tv and it and it bombed the test bombed they were ready to give it up and I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You, you, you just spent a million dollars with Chuck and Christy and putting this thing together. You can't just walk away from it, you know? So they just tweaked the offer a little bit. And the next thing you know, you know, they, were, they had it on there, you know, as little as, um, no, they had something on there where people could calculate the price, make a decision and not call. So they changed that offer. Mm -hmm. They said for as little as X amount per month and the phone started to ring. So anyway, they, they had told me that. I said, well, what did you expect to do the first year? Because when they did their test, it showed they were only going to do X, like 25 million. Yeah. I said, what were you expecting to do? They said, we were expecting to do over 100 million the first year. I went, what's wrong with 25? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, anyway, they came out of the shoot in 1997. And... It it just blew the phones off the off the Richter scale. Yeah. They did a, they did a well over a hundred million the first year. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And I think too part of it was you chose very wisely to have Chuck Norris in there, particularly because of his fame as a martial artist. And you know that's a whole nother story, Paul. Is it? <laughs> For example, we met Chuck Norris in nineteen seventy seven. 
77, way before the infomercial. He wasn't a movie star then. He was a martial artist, you know, and he was just getting into the movies and all that. He fell in love with the product, fell in love with it. So for the next, and this will be something for people in business, for the next 20 years now, think of this, next 20 years, we did nothing with Chuck Norris other than about every two years, we would get a call from his production people. Can you send a total gym to some godforsaken jungle in the Philippines or whatever? For 20 years, we did that about every two years. Wow. And then when we were going to do the infomercial, you know, everybody would ask, well, who, who uses it? And you were saying like the Yankees, Jeff Torborg at the Yankees, um, uh, Herm Schneider at the Chicago White Sox. Uh -huh. He had a quote, I would never put any of my million dollar players on anything other than a total chip. Wow, that's great. Because there's too much risk. Anyway, so we went to Chuck and we said, Chuck, we're thinking about doing a, an infomercial out to the general public and all that. And he's shook his head and he says, gosh, you know, I love your product. I love you guys, but I just can't risk it. It's just too risky because infomercials were... Look at his junk sales. Yeah. yeah. He says, however, if we put together the right team with integrity and the product with integrity, and we said, well, you know, you've known us now for 22 years. You know, we're not going to do anything other than that. And we were lucky enough to find American Telecast. We, within our contract, we did all the design work so they couldn't change a, a bolt or anything without our approval. So we yeah. built a good quality product. They came with uh, Christy Brinkley as a, as a female male. And we did the first infomercial. And it just skyrocketed. It, it blew out, you know. And he's still using it today, 80 years old. Wow. I uses it every day. Wondering how old he is. Because yeah. you remember you referred him to me when he had hip problems. Hip. And I went up to his place in LA, oh, okay. I believe it was. Okay. And I worked with him for a few months and okay. helped him through his hip problem. Then he started referring to me people. He referred me some huge Christian strongman. The guy, guy can roll frying pan steel frying pans with his bare hands tear the la phone book in half okay I remember. <laughs> yeah massive dude like 300 and something 320 pound strong man which yeah he's a friend of chuck's and uh so I, I i got to know chuck and worked with him and and he referred me business and and i i just think that that was one of the catalysts because of him being a famous martial artist and absolutely it, i think it gave credibility to the product. But, you know, he had a natural story. In fact, when we used to do the early infomercials, you know, they would put the, tele, you know, the teleprompter up there. <laughs> and and he, he is the, the worst. at You can't script Chuck Norris. Is that right? How does of he course, do TV course, shows then? Well, they, I'll tell you. So anyway, and I couldn't read the teleprompter. They yeah. said, you know, read it. I said, I can't even see the teleprompter. Yeah. I wear glasses at the yeah. time. And I said, why are you scripting Chuck Norris? Yeah. I said, just let him tell Tell him, tell him the area you want to get across yeah. and let him just talk it. About talk it. it. And boy, when they started to do that, the it whole thing fine. changed because it was natural. So he, what does he do his TV shows that way too? He just does it off the I cuff. Think, I think pretty much. <laughs> He'd have I, to think, if I think they say, here's the scene. Here's yeah. what we're trying to accomplish. You yeah. know, go for it. I don't yeah. like being scripted. Either. No, I don't. I don't either. I, I just not need natural. bullet points. Yeah. Just. Uh, exactly you know, muscle activation there posture go. exactly but as soon as you start putting a bunch of words in there and i have to start thinking about the words it shuts my flow down yeah so let him get on the machine and talk and it was unbelievable a great guy salt of the earth super just that he you know i i call chuck the um the on the living room floor kind of guy immediately within a second or two as you know you feel like you're you're Friends yeah. with him forever. Yeah. Exactly. He is very um, easy to relate to. Yeah, very. Yeah. 
it's funny because you know most people would probably not think that being texas ranger and badass know dude it. you know they think know oh it. you just gotta be careful of this guy but no he's actually pretty very cool he is a badass <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't mess with him at 80 <laughs> no yeah well you know <laughs> yeah. but to answer your question summarize it i think the passion for the product the passion for what it does the simplicity of it and the value it brings to the user is still there today and you know, the company's gone through massive evolution and growth. I remember you said that the infomercial, without any direct mention of the um, rehab market, pushed the rehab sales up 600%. Well, I don't know about percentages, but, you know, the, the thing was... That's what I just remembered uh, you telling me, but I might be wrong. It could be. Well, we went from, at the beginning of it, of maybe 1,000 or 2,000 locations to now, like I say, over 20,000. The, the, the challenge we had... Not in the rehab market, because we had started in the rehab market. So they felt proud of the product being successful on TV versus the commercial fitness market that looked at the infomercial as a total scam. We would never put this piece of equipment in our health club. Very interesting <clears throat> dynamic. And we stayed out of the commercial fitness market for 22 years. We launched in uh, 20, let's see. To 2003 or four, we launched a concept in the health club market called Gravity. I remember which that, was yeah. multiple total gyms led by a trainer, yeah. which really blew up for us all over the world. So, and I was teaching Czech practitioners from the beginning of the institute that a total gym was an absolutely essential piece of equipment yep. for your studio or your gym or your clinic or sure. anybody, anybody <clears throat> working with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, people that have any kind of injury is very very important and yes it can be used for 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 fitness but for me um because i have the the access to medicine balls kettlebells whatever the total gym can be used for like if you have like if you're in a covid environment right now sure you'd want a total oh it's unbelievable sure. yes because yeah, you you know what can't you do on it you know? well not only that by the time you go kit yourself out with a whole gym you're going to spend a lot more money than you would with a total gym yeah. and you know, if you don't have any training on proper weightlifting and you don't know what you're doing, you can get hurt. Yep, but you can. You're not going to probably get yourself hurt on a total gym unless you're just, you know, drinking too much alcohol and smoking too much pot and don't have a brain yeah, in your head. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's interesting because one of the things that we're that we're that we're seeing now is the the the, the life continuum of how the total gym can fit into every aspect. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when Jesse was what four or five years old, trained on total gym, trained medicine balls. As he got into a higher level of athletic participation, it was still a part of his training regimen. Yeah. As I got older, I noticed it. I mean, I noticed I couldn't, I couldn't lift heavy weights anymore. I've had ankle replacement, two shoulders. But what do I, what do I work on now every day? Total gyms. Yeah. You know, so that that ability for it to kind of thread through our life, especially lifespan. too, because the, <clears throat> the 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 population is now there's more people what above fifty than there are below fifty. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a perfect piece of equipment for people in that um, age category that may not have good enough posture, good enough um, diet to keep their body free of inflammation, to actually do a lot of you know high kinetic activity, running, jumping, bouncing. Whereas the total gym is is really such a friendly approach really to resistance is. training. Yeah, I mean, where else can you get stretching? While you're getting strength, yeah. While you're improving range of motion and balance, yeah. And and just like we were talking earlier today with this whole COVID thing, these underlying 
challenges that people have. You know, if you've got a blood pressure issue, or if you're overweight, mm -hmm. or you've got diabetes, man, you're you you get this virus, man. Your history, you're high risk. Yeah. Oh boy. Hi, you guys. I know you all know that super green powders are good for you if they're made from organic sources and they're processed properly. So the nutrients are there. And that's exactly what Paleo Valley does with their super greens powder. So I brought Autumn Smith in to tell us exactly how she created it and why and what it's going to do for you when you try their amazing organic super greens powder. Autumn, what is the magic you've got here? Well, like you said, we all need to get more of those micronutrients that you find in fresh fruits and vegetables. And so we've created a powder that you do not have to choke down. It has an absolutely delicious berry lemonade flavor. And the reason that it's different is because A, it is all organic, 23 organic superfood ingredients. And B, it is a very, very gut-friendly product because what I've found in my practice is that a lot of people don't do well with cereal grasses. And we know cereal grasses, like wheatgrass, can contain lectins that can be hard on the guts of a lot of people I work with. And so what we did was we created a a cereal grass-free alternative. We use high quality, the cleanest, highest quality spirulina on the market, raised in India. And then we added the 22 other organic fresh fruits and vegetables, and the flavor will surprise you. So all you have to do to check it out is go ahead to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use the code CHECK15, that's lowercase C-H-E-K-15, at checkout. My son drinks it every day. We call it his ninja juice, and I sincerely hope your family loves it as much as ours does. All right, everybody, go paleo green and get rocking. Hope you love it. How has the whole pandemic environment um, affected Total Gym? <laughs> <laughs> well, on the commercial side, it's pretty much shut, shut it, shut it down. But except for rehab, rehab's still pretty strong for us all over the world. But on the consumer side, I mean, it's just blown up. Yeah, I, I was mean, just, just figuring that was going to happen. Blown up, yeah. I, I, the reason I suspected that was going to happen is because that's what happened to the institute. It was, you know, coming into this thing, I was like, okay, we're going into a cave without a flashlight here. I have no idea where this is going to take us. It could be a total collapse of the economy. It could be a repeat of the stock market crash in 2007. It could be something completely new and wild. And right at that time is when we were moving into this place and we were getting hit with all sorts of expenses that were totally surprises, like $100,000 worth of them. And it was interesting because Gavin said, our CEO said, I think you should do a ad for HLC one online because with people being so scared about their health, it, it might be a good time to offer that to them. And I think I sold a hundred and no, 300, I think 340 or 350 HLC one online courses in two weeks. And it, it's just been <coughs> skyrocketing and the whole Institute is just booming. It's just like back in the early days of 2005, when I was like in magazines all over the place and yeah. it was just growing so fast it was blowing my mind but we're back in this amazing growth spurt because it's interesting what's happened is we're having the highest number of people come into the institute that have never had anything to do with health or fitness exactly. making a complete career yeah, change. exactly yes and many of them have been watching my youtube videos for six eight ten twelve years 
and just realize that's what they want to do for people. Yeah. Well, you know, the statistics are there's like over 40 to 50 million people in the in the health club environment uh-huh. now, whether they're very active or not, but that's, that's a lot of people. So the point is, is now that they can't go to the gym, then they say, well, wait a minute, I've got to do something at home. To your point, I personally think that this whole COVID thing has opened up the door to people that maybe were non-exercisers. And that's awesome it in is. my mind. So that's the positive side of the whole thing. It's kicked people's awareness of, hey, I got to take care of myself because one thing mm-hmm. they've learned is that the people that are getting uh, COVID are the people that were not, not healthy ancient. to begin with. Yep. So it's like, you know, I I did right at the beginning of COVID, uh, Penny and Gavin asked me to do a video because a lot of people were reaching out to the Institute going, what do I do? What do I do? And they were getting flooded with emails mm-hmm. and calls. Mm-hmm. And so I did a video called your COVID-19 protection plan. And suspecting that Big Brother might oh. be watching, I was careful about what i said um even though i'm pretty honest about my feelings but i didn't in the video because i had already heard from other people that there was people that were already putting stuff up that was telling the truth that were getting shut Shut down down. very quickly so what i did is i just talked about it as an opportunistic organism and i said it doesn't matter if it's a virus a bacteria or a fungi or a parasite they're all opportunistic organisms so there's only one way to protect yourself from an opportunistic organism, and that's to be a healthy person yep. because they don't have an opportunity when you have a healthy body and a healthy immune system. To attack you. So I, I basically said this is the foundation of being healthy to protect yourself from any of these opportunistic organisms, COVID or otherwise. So, yep. uh, you know, that way I was able to get the message across. And I, I think it really drove the point home to people that it's really not about the virus. It's about being healthy, healthy because viruses are always in the end. That's what I said. Look, viruses are always here. Yep. Fungi are always here. Parasites are always here. This isn't like some new thing. No. The reason this is a big problem is because so many of you are susceptible to an opportunistic organism because you're giving it an opportunity. And I tell them mother nature is a ruthless teacher. If you don't have enough vitality to contribute to nature, then she eats you. Yeah. She puts you back in the soil and that's how it works out there. And even though we as human beings have this illusion that we're separate from nature somehow, the laws are very alive in your physiology. <laughs> you are nature. Yeah, yeah. So as we as we know, you know, exercise plays a very important. It's a it's a major component. Absolutely. In that whole area. Yeah. So uh, I think no matter if you're us, Total Gym, or Peloton, or whoever, hey, if you're affecting that aspect of a person's life positively. Amen. You yes. know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the rewarding factor of what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. It was a long time ago. Because you remember, I, I went bankrupt here trying to start the Czech Institute. People thought I was crazy. They, you know, because everything I was teaching went against everything <coughs> yep, they were doing. Sure from the food to the way they were <laughs> exercising. So. Um, and, and because I didn't have a college degree, the Americans repeatedly said, how can you teach me anything? You don't have a degree. Yep. Yep. You know? Oh, I remember those days. Yes. Yeah, so the, the interesting thing is the Australians and the New Zealanders saw the obviousness of my system. So I spent years, not even in the United States, because yep. I was getting massive turnouts and doing four month tours all over Australia, New Zealand, looping through twice. 
Then I would go to Europe and England caught on and Canada caught everywhere yeah. but the United uh, States, yeah, right? We had, we had the same thing early on with gravity. It, we got sucked offshore. They saw the concept and people here were, oh, there's a joke. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, the, the point I was bringing up is I was in New Zealand and I was talking about Total Gym and I had pictures of the Total Gym in my slideshows. And some guy comes up to me and goes, oh, well, they make the same thing here and it's cheaper. And I said, what are you talking about? And he, so he tells me the name of this company. So I ended up actually checking this out and found out that there was a company there that was making knockoff total oh. gyms. And I don't know if you remember, but I called you and said yeah, to you, yeah. Tom, there's a company here ripping your oh. thing off. And you said, yeah, it's happened before. Oh, and, oh, yeah, you, know, you know, one of them things. And <laughs> fortunately, them? they're not that big or I would have heard about them by now. But uh, I think, you know, I just thought that was interesting that um, – Unfortunately, that's pretty common. But the the, the thing, interesting thing to me that I've always every time there's a knockoff, and whether they knock try to knock you off or us off, for some reason they always do it cheaper and inferior. Yes, they never they never come out with a better product. No, at more money. No, you know what I mean? yeah, no. <laughs> and and the, the one theme I've always noticed about knockoffs is they never have a passion for the product, only the money. Yes, that they can gain. But the other thing too is psychologically thieves are always after shortcuts and yeah. to do what we do takes oh. a lot of effort a lot of commitment a lot of passion and a lot of uh, real willingness to make things better and make things good and yeah, people exactly. that are knockoff people they're they're yeah. they're all about shortcuts you know amen <laughs> so amen i just thought it was interesting because i remember because you and I'd become friends and I like, I got pissed off. I'm like, you fucking ripping <laughs> off my money, you know? Like, yeah, I, right. <laughs> I know this. I know the owner of this company. In fact, I'm going to call him. <laughs> but uh, so, some of the, we've talked about a couple. Who are some, some of the, the famous people people might know that use the total gym other than uh, oh, Tom, gosh. Chuck Norris, Christy Brinkley. And I mean, I know there's um, a lot of them. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depth. Uh, we just got, we just sold a unit to, um, do you remember Batman and Adam? Batman and Adam? The show, Batman, the, the movie, Batman and Adam. Well, Adam, Adam just bought a total gem. I, what, what is his name? Uh, oh gosh, I forget his name, but um, you know, the Batman. You know Batman, the Batman show, yeah. Yeah, Bat, and, and Adam was his sidekick oh, okay. on TV. So he just bought a total gem last week. He's, he's like in his, oof. He's almost in his 80s, you know, so he, he ended up with one. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, the football player. Okay, yeah. I don't, you know? I don't watch TV. Much, okay, so. well, they'll, they'll know Drew Brees. He yeah. almost went to the Super Bowl this year again, so he's got one in each of his houses. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, well, Jeff Torborg, uh, a lot of professional athletes that we don't even know that, you know, we don't get their name because it goes through their agents. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's out there. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think we've, we've kind of touched on this, but what are what is it that you think has allowed Total Gym to endure such a long run in the industry? And what are Total Gym's mission, vision, and values? In other words, what's, what is it that's the secret of such a long run with so many undulations in the market and all the things you've talked about? And 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 I'd also love to hear from you what is what I what I call the living philosophy. What's Total Gym's living philosophy? Well, to answer your first question, it would have to be passion. It'd have to be passion for the product. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I think of myself mm -hmm. and my passion around the product, 
um, it's uncanny because it's it's always just you know constantly increased as I go through my life mm-hmm. span. You know, so I mean, I'm as passionate about that product as I've ever been, and I think because I've seen so many uh, people benefit from it. You know, I mean, we've sold like five million of these things, and and when you and now, now we're getting kids who grew up with it come and say, "I got, I got to have a total gym." I yeah, mean, you know, I'm 40 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. I mean, and they, and they, and they, they do that. So I Go think passion, roots. passion is what keeps you through it. Because any, you know, if if you run into a problem, whether it be a recession or financial woes or whatever, if you're passionate about something, it carries you right through. It does, things. yeah, totally. Um, as far as our 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 vision and our vision has always been um, to make a positive impact in the people we come in contact with, mm-hmm. not just through the product, but for example, the UPS guy, we want to make a positive impact in that person, how we treat that person. Yes. And I think that's flown, flowed through um, even, even the company that does our infomercial mm-hmm. back in Philadelphia, who we've worked with now for 25 years. It's almost like they have exactly the same mission and vision as we do. Yeah. You know, treat people with integrity. The customers is important. I mean, they will go as far as if a person has a problem with the product, they'll say, you know what, we're going to send you a new one, no charge. No questions asked. Yeah. You know, just so I think it's been integrity, it's been passion. Um, and it's been uh as things change and they have changed over 45 years we've been blessed enough to be able to make the shift to keep the the product going to keep that passion going yeah it's a, it's a amazing story um and you know for me it's been interesting to to be part of it right you know because yeah, i've bet. been i've been involved for a long time and i've taught thousands of people how to use a total gym yep. we've had over 15,000 people go through our training programs at various levels and rising you know so it's it's uh it's really um i think because total gym works on the principle of gravity you're always dealing with gravity you know you're you're always dealing with gravity i mean weightlifting works with gravity too but when you have Something like you said, as simple as total gym that you can do a lot of things with. And because it has a pulley system, it actually doubles as a pulley machine. When I did videos for you guys, I showed people how to do rotator cuff exercises with it. Exactly. A lot of things that most people aren't creative enough to think of on their own from introducing lunge patterns and functional movements. Because for me, I wanted to transition people from a supported form of exercise into an upright form of exercise for so we're when injuries heal and you want to get connective tissue stronger. So I was always looking for ways to integrate and make a transition from being horizontal to being vertical and weight bearing. So I began to play with the total gym because I was having so many of my patients buy them, right? Sure. And that's all they sure. had. Yeah. So I was saying, look, here's how you make this transition from mm-hmm. being on your back to being vertical to then being fully exactly. functional again. And so that <clears throat> is helpful. We've already sort of had our discussion about how COVID affected it. Yeah. So uh, here, here's a question. A lot of people don't like this question. So forgive me <laughs> for asking this. Um, every exercise yeah. equipment has its benefits and its limitations. And we've talked a lot about the benefits. If there's any limitations to the total gym, what do you think they are? 
And if somebody wanted to overcome those limitations, what would be a natural complement to that? <laughs> so I think the biggest limitation is the creativity of the user. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. from a steel manufacturing mm. product standpoint, mm. the biggest limitation has always been loading the lower body. Right. Just because it's so strong relative. Yeah. I mean, to the even at body. the high level at 70%, you're only at 70% of your body weight. Right. Well, if you're, if you're using a, you know, if you're squatting 200 pounds plus your body weight, that's a lot, a lot of, a lot more weight. So, so we have a bar, weight bar. You yep. can add weight. You mm -hmm. can do that. Uh, we played around with bands, yes. but the problem with bands is on the, on the lighter weight equipment, it, it creates a slingshot effect Yes, and it throws the machine. Yeah. Although we do have a machine now called the jump trainer, which is loaded with bands, uh -huh. but it weighs 300 pounds oh, right. and it's for plyometric, right. you know, heavy duty squatting. So that's, that's the biggest limitation, but it's, it can be overcome. Mm -hmm. It can be overcome by tempo training, as you know, mm -hmm. slow down the resistance, yeah. more time under load, yep. go to one leg, do some plyometrics, do some, you know, there's different ways to manipulating. And I, I also used to use wobble boards yep. in the kinetic chain, even Swiss balls on the platform so that they had to deal with instability. Instability, sure. And, um, you know, for me, the, the, the thing that I taught the Czech practitioners is that the, the Swiss ball gives you every single thing that gives you the transition because when you're working on a device that has runners or fixed rails, it, you're not going to activate your stabilizer system near as much. That's just how the body works. Mm -hmm. So I've always told people, look, if you take the total gym and the Swiss ball, you've got the whole sure. gym. Yep, exactly. And, you know, if a Swiss ball is like 35 bucks, yep. right? And it's another one of those crazy tools that hardly yeah. people want you know when i brought that thing to the exercise industry nobody had a clue what it was or how to use no, it you God, know no. and i also had athletes laugh at me and i say okay i will bet you within six minutes i can make you cry on that ball yeah and exactly i even had elite gymnasts that i could just take to the edge of themselves on a swiss ball but i i really felt that by creating using an object like a Swiss ball that is more, it puts more of the effort into the stabilizer system because it moves constantly. So when you take something that's unstable, you get the stabilizer training and you couple it with a total gym where you got your prime mover training and now you meet in the middle and you got a pretty much a bulletproof yeah. combination. Of course, when you get into the kneeling or standing position on the board, which I shouldn't mention standing, but you get into this pretty unstable yes. environments. Yes, you do. Yeah. And <laughs> but that's, not like a Swiss ball. You're right. Yeah. Well, that, that's, uh, as, you, as you know, you saw the videos I made for you. I put a lot of those exercises in for people that wanted to push their athletic ability up. And most people naturally want to do that themselves, right? When you get to a certain level of fitness, you're looking for a way to push it to the next level. Right. For, for a lot of people, it's just adding more weight. But when mm -hmm. I was doing my rehab clinics, I was working with, you know, X Games athletes, professional tennis players, you know, race car drivers, fighter jet pilots, people that needed to have an extension of the balance and the coordination challenge yeah. more so than they needed more weights on them. But you had to get them through that period where they were in effect. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter what level of athlete you are, when you're injured, man, you are compromised. Oh, totally. Yeah. 
So to answer your question, I don't think there's a limitation on the total gym in the rehab environment, other than really the knowledge of the user. Yeah. I think out in the in the general marketplace where it really excels is maybe the not the person that's really never had exercise in their lifestyle. Yes. We can make a major impact there, keep them safe, keep them yeah. supported, yeah. and give them that, you know, that flexibility, strength, balance, muscle yeah. conditioning. Yeah. And I yeah. think um now, because it's evolved so much with regard to the menu of what people can be made aware of. I mean, back when I was doing stuff with you guys, oh. the, the the amount that people knew about was limited, yeah. which is why I said, let me blow this thing open. Cause Very there's limited. A, there's a million things that people don't realize they can do with this. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Hi, everybody. You know, leaky gut syndrome is one of the most common inflammatory conditions that not only really seriously hampers our digestion, but leads to a wide variety of health problems from cognitive dysfunction to low energy to bad skin problems, pimples, rashes. The list of, of symptoms that can come from leaky gut syndrome is very, very long, and it's often misdiagnosed, and people go down all sorts of rabbit holes treating symptoms but not really getting to the cause. The most common three causes of leaky gut syndrome are stress, just too much stress in your life, which these days is really common for people. Next is the side effects of medical drugs, and about 85% of the world population is on prescribed medical drugs. And the third is consuming alcohol. And whenever stress levels rise, medical drug consumption and alcohol consumption go up increasing gut permeability and leading to lots of health problems and energy deficiencies and people just feeling lousy when they really need to have the energy to respond to life more effectively. But we have a phenomenal solution for you, which is Leaky Gut Guardian made by Bioptimizers. I brought Wade Lightheart in to tell us how it works and why we should use it. Wade, what is special about Leaky Gut Guardian and why should we all be using it? Well, researchers from Harvard and John Hopkins say that over 70% of your immunity is from the gut and about 80% of the population is suffering from a permeability uh, where basically the bad guys are pooping in your blood. Yes. The bottom line is Leaky Gut Guardian does a, four different things. It eliminates bad guys. It seals the gut. It replenishes the right probiotics that kind of give you the feel-good probiotics and provides those feel-good probiotics that make the neurotransmitters in the body. It contains a unique patented formula that contains IGY Max, which serves as the patch. We actually have two PhDs in biofilm who are testing this product, and the results are extraordinary to wipe out the bad guys, fix and patch up the gut so that you get the nutrients you want without the waste from these pathogenic bacterias. It is truly extraordinary. And if you mix that vanilla version that we have inside your, you know, espresso coffee with your fats, uh, yes. makes a beautiful vanilla latte. Tastes great. And of course, we also have a uh, chocolate carnivore, we call it for people who want the collagen and bone broth boosted on that one. That's for that one. And of course, the vegetarians choose the vanilla. Of course, you don't have to be a vegetarian to love the vanilla. No, absolutely. So it's very, very exciting. My wife, Penny, actually... Uh, somehow managed to get that out before I could get a hold of it. Uh, but she's working on that and uh, healing her gut. And she tells me that it's an excellent product. So I'm really excited. And she never gives compliments unless compliments are due. If she doesn't like a product, she'll tell me. So right from my own family, I have great evidence that Leaky Gut Guardian is the real deal. So why not give yourself not only some healing, but even if you feel great, some protective measures 
keep the right supplement coming into your body, keep the right bacteria. And the PhDs in biofilm, just so you guys are clear, that's the gut barrier you're talking about. So they have PH, the, the formulators have PhDs or doctorate degrees in the science of the gut barrier. So the product is developed by people that know exactly what they're doing is what you're really saying. A hundred percent. All of our products are made with the highest level of research, the experts in their field, combining with the highest quality products to ensure that it delivers on the promises and everything's backed up with a 100% money back guarantee. You can get Leaky Gut Guardian at leakygutguardian.com forward slash living number four, little d. Put in Paul 10, that's capital P-A-U-L 10, for a 10% discount off this and any other Bioptimizer's products. That's leakygutguardian.com forward slash living, number four, little d. And at the end, Paul, capital P-A-U-L, 10 to get 10% off. I love Bioptimizer's products. I use them every day, and I'm confident that you will love them too. Enjoy. You've been in business a long time and you've navigated a lot and you've helped me navigate a lot of situations where I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do now. I better go talk to Tom. <laughs> Fortunately, every time I did, you gave me good advice. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I could. That's why I, I, I've, my, my name for you is the father that I never had. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Tom always gets me through the trouble. <laughs> and Penny's always greatly appreciated you and Joy's advice as well. In fact, in the early days when I started my business, Joy did all my marketing yep, all pieces your marketing, for me. That's right. And that all was, your brochures. That was when Jesse was just a little child. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And uh, yeah, so it's been a, a journey. There was a question I wanted to ask you. Oh, yes. One of the things that I think is important that I want to hear from you about, because you you just made a very important point. The limitation of the Total Gym was the creativity and the knowledge of the user. How important has creativity been for you with regard to the success and the durability of your business? Um, you know, I've been blessed, really. I think, I don't know why God has blessed me so much, but he's always blessed me with being able to kind of see what's coming or when it, when it comes, what to do with it. So, you know, if I would run into a, into a roadblock, as you know, I'd run into a roadblock. I'd always look at that as that, that challenge is what's going to help us grow to the next level. Yeah. It's not going to defeat me now. It's going to, and if I can get, and if I can get on the other side of that, well then, you know, then the horizon is, is clear. So yeah. um, creativity, I, definitely creativity is a God thing for me. It just is. Um, because you look at what he's created in the in the universe, yeah. and you look at us, and I think if the, the the key is how do you tap into that? How do you tap yes. into that? Yeah, and that's really for me where the spiritual practice comes exactly. in, is quieting the mind. And you know, when we're using the word God, we're not talking about uh, some uh, what do you call it? Um, sectarian god I no, think no 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 we're, no we're talking about source yes whatever source. that is that yes. creates everything and every one of us exactly. I, exactly I just say that because you know without that clarification people might think oh is this guy a religious nut or something you know mm -hmm. and and it's i think we've all matured through our own process to get to the 
to the place of realizing that whatever God is, it's not something you can write about in a book and actually get it. You have to experience it. Early on, I was exposed to a lot of different books. And one of the books I remember really impacted me was Psycho-Cybernetics. That's a great book. Psycho-Cybernetics. Maxwell Maltz. Maxwell Maltz, man. If, if you get one thing is that if you could re- if you can realize how the subconscious and the conscious mind works yes and putting just putting that thought process out there and constantly thinking about that thought process and then let it get go let it get go back there the answer just the answers come yes and i can say everywhere along our way the answers have come the other book that really helped me a lot was think and grow rich oh, by sure. napoleon hill yeah. <laughs> think and grow rich yeah. you know that that There's a guy that, you know, in a lot of ways, he reminds me of you because he was very passionate about what he brought to the world. And I think, God, that book must have touched millions and millions of people. And it was interesting because when I first met Penny, the first time we, uh, I went to her house in New Zealand where she lived and I walked into her living room on her bookshelf, she had Almost every book that she was studying and reading, I had too. Oh. And her and I were both studying Napoleon Hill's great big thick home yeah. study course or whatever it was, but it's like, you know, 600 pages in a leather bound book, like a, you know, $50 book type thing. And, and I really think that um, it's, I think it's really important for people to find wise people to study. It's, it's one of the paradoxes of the world today is, the wise people hardly get any airtime and the morons seem to just be flooding the airways all the time. It's just like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, we have geniuses all around us, you know, as if one of the saving graces for me is Eckhart Tolle and and Deepak Chopra, because Deepak Chopra is, is such an intelligent man. And with his credentials as a medical doctor, was able to actually penetrate the media in a way that most people with mystical wisdom have never been able to do. I think he paved the way for a lot of people, but still to this day, I look around and see who people are following and, and, and who they, who's getting all the views on the various media outlets. And it's almost always people with just the most shallow, silly garbage. And I'm like, you guys really need to find the wisdom keepers because they're out there but it's it just baffles me how our culture seems to be crumbling into um the mental equivalent of fast food yep they want it quick and shallow yeah it's just like i just want to tear open the package and be be smart and not have to do any work yeah and i don't want any pain and i want to have to go through the hard knocks of life i just want to be famous and rich and not do anything yeah but you know isn't real wisdom when you look at like eckhart tolle and you look at you know a simple statement that says whatever you can believe and believe in and and whatever Whatever you can conceive and believe you you can can achieve achieve. yeah i mean that's pretty simple isn't it? it isn't it yeah but it's very difficult for people to do yes because they can't let go of uh, that whole ego thing and and uh, like you say the the morons out there that are spewing this stuff it's just it's ridiculous yeah it makes me concerned for the oh, big concern yeah big concern on one hand on the other hand i think there's more awareness coming too though i think yeah. there's a lot more people that are that are becoming aware of these things yes and, and i was greatly relieved um several years ago i don't know if you remember this but uh eckhart toll partnered up with um Oprah Winfrey, hmm. and he did a um, 
online workshop that Oprah Winfrey marketed, they had 7 million people sign up for it. Mm. Mm. I would have to say that was probably the biggest spiritual gathering in history up to that point. And so I said to Penny, that is a miracle. The fact that 7 million people want to hear Eckhart Tolle speak means there is hope for humanity. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But look, was, at, look at the difficulty, though, of, of people understanding what he's saying. A simple thing like everything is in, is in the now. Everything is like yeah. right here and now. You know, I mean, it's not anywhere else. No. <laughs> well, look, right. I'm a guy that's been telling people, uh, drink clean water, eat real food, move your body, and make sure you get enough sleep or nothing else is going to matter. matter. And exactly. I still exactly. am having a hard time getting them. It's like, <laughs> and it's always funny, too, because some people will come up to me and say, you know, I've been studying your stuff for years, and it was only recently that I finally got the message. I go, what do you mean? Well, I got really sick and I realized I better pay attention to what Paul's been telling me all these years. So I started doing what you taught me to do and I feel better than ever. And yep. I don't know what took me so long. Yep. I said, well, neither do I. <laughs> it, you know, life's a process. It is a process. <laughs> it's a process. And wherever you're at it, it enjoy it, I guess, is the key. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've, when I teach my students in the advanced training programs, I show them that one of the th problems our culture has as a culture is the Western materialistic mindset has educated people into a way of looking at life that is very, very dangerous because our culture has taught people largely through marketing. If you put this much in, you'll get that much out. So think of people selling you stocks and what, if mm -hmm. you invest $10,000 in 10 years, you're going to have, call it $100,000. So that's the X in equals Y out model. But I always remind him, there's a philosopher named Hegel. And he was very wise. And he said, life unfolds this way. First, you have a thesis. Then you meet the antithesis. <laughs> and then you go into synthesis. And the synthesis phase is the harvest phase. But what we have is thesis, I'm going to invest this much money, and synthesis, which skips the antithesis, which we call process. Uh, I'm, I've got a, a widget. This is going to change the world, a magic toothbrush, let's say. I'm going to invest $50,000 and make $50 million. Well, the next thing you know, you find out that they're breaking in people's mouths or you use the wrong materials or uh, people are suing you or yeah, some kid yeah. swallowed one and now they're suing you for millions of dollars. I said, that's the process, right? Yeah. You think, oh, all I got to do is eat some food and go to the gym and I'm going to be a bodybuilder, right? But you forget, oh, you got to break all the habits that, that stopped you from doing that for the last 10 years. Point being is our culture somehow got conditioned into believing probably by marketing all you got to do is this and you're always going to get that but that knocks the process out and the process is where the behavioral change has to happen the process is where the commitment has to be at and the process is where the surprises come and the process is where you live this thing called life yep and our culture has not figured out yet that no matter what they tell you on any marketing piece there will be a process involved right uh, for example if you look at statistics on infomercial purchases because I've looked into this 
Research shows that 98% of all exercise devices bought on the internet are only used for two weeks and then they're put in the closet and never used again. And so there's the buy, the dream that never gets fulfilled because they avoid the process of doing the exercise. And I think for those of you listening, (laughs) don't forget the process because if you don't go through the process, you actually aren't alive. It's good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, Jesse told me you guys got some fantastic new exciting release he was going to announce here on the podcast today. What was it? A new exciting what? He said he was there was a new announcement from Total Gym, something he was all excited about. Ooh. Is wow. it a new, new piece of equipment or something? Well, the, no, the rower is a new piece of equipment, although we are working on a uh, hover cycle. Hover cycle. Hover cycle. Maybe that's what it was. It could be. Could be. What is well, you it? know, we're pure to our incline plane. Yeah. So everything we do. Yeah. Even the elevate line, which is individual pieces of equipment. That, there's, there's, there's something. Okay. So here's a strategy. So, so we're, we're, we're just running into all kinds of roadblocks in the health club market, mainly because of the be- the main benefit of Total Gym versatility. Too much. It's too much versatility in the health club environment is no good. You got to get on one piece of equipment and do one right. thing, and then go to another piece. Yeah. To stay on one piece and do 20 exercises doesn't register. So we said, well, wait a minute. Why don't we look at the total gym as a loaf of bread and start slicing off machines? Right. Pull-up machine, press yeah. machine, jump machine, you know, different. That's exactly what elevate. Free Motion did. Yeah, called Elevate. Opens up the whole plethora. Okay, the, so that was probably market. what it was. But no, but then we have another product coming. Well, the rower you saw, which is a is a eccentric concentric yeah, incline rower, rower which yeah. is awesome. We're coming with a hover cycle. I shouldn't really say anything about this, but anyway, it's true to our DNA. It'll be a a a, a, a pedaling device where you have to hold the sled dynamically. Oh, good. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, really fun. Because that makes you have really to pay fun. attention to what you're doing. It does, and yeah. it kicks your butt. Good. Really yeah. cool. So that's the next kind of thing coming down the road. Well, if it kicks it, it probably lifts it. It does lift it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, well, gravity does have a tendency to want to sag in that thing, man, as we get yeah. older. <laughs> well, let's just use gravity to create levity. <laughs> exactly. That's there you the, go. That's being smart about there it. There you go. What do you see Total Gym's offering being over the next five to 10 years? What might change or what's what do you look when you look into your crystal ball? What do you think your evolution is going to be? I think our evolution is going to be in the area of content and getting that content out. That's a big deal right now in the fitness market. Everybody wants to turn on the TV and follow a trainer. Right. And we do. We have, we have what's called total gym dot TV. Oh, good. Which is our delivery system. I didn't know about that. Yeah. We got a free side and a subscription side. So you can go on everybody that buys a total gym goes on the free side. Great. Tons of, I think I don't, you're, your videos might even be up there. I should check. And then there's a subscription subscription side to where we get into a little more sophisticated, dynamic type of type of workouts. And do you have like trainers and people guiding them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we train. We make sure we train. We have to. You have to do that. Um, so I think that's going to be a big a big area. Uh, and I I think the biggest area and the biggest challenge that we've always had, and that is to really get the the pure message of the product out there and how it can benefit. And I always like to look at that lifeline, wherever you are in that lifeline, I think you can get a lot of value out of our product. Yeah. That's one of the unique things about it is it does work from childhood all the way up. Sure. You know, I think it's great for kids too, because 
especially in a COVID environment where kids aren't getting to playgrounds and things like that. You know? Brutal. Yeah. But you had mentioned you had mentioned the fact that most infomercial products end up in the closet. And what's interesting is we did a we do a study about every five years, and we find that about seventy eight percent of our product our products are still in use. That's great. People That's use amazing. Them. They use them. And I I've talked to a lot of customers, and if I look at a customer that's had a product has, has had a total gym for ten plus years, they'll be very honest with me. They'll say, "You know what, Tom." It's the one piece I use most of the time. Yes. Sometimes I get away from it. I do nothing or I get off into this. But for the most part, it's the thread that's yeah. there. And I constantly, you know, I use that product over a long period of time, which I is great. Hi, everybody. I'm super excited to announce Symbiotica's new activated charcoal product. You know, I've been using activated charcoal clinically for many years to help people with things like food poisoning or any kind of significant detoxification issue, but I wanted Sherveen, who formulated the product, to tell us really what's going on with this new product so you know exactly how and why you can use it. Charcoal is a carbon. It's sequestered carbon, negative electrons. We want that in our body. And I wanted to think outside the box. You know, we've been using charcoal for the last 10, 15 years over on the island. We actually make it um, through our fire and through our coconut shells. We decided to use coconut shells for this product and it's in a Myron glass bottle, and it's with liposomes, that is something different. We don't see that on the market. So it's something that you can use. You can put it in your bag. You can carry it with you. And if you eat food that causes a little bit of distress or you have gas or bloating or anything like that, here comes the charcoal, easy access, and boom, you have alleviation right in your stomach. And then for you were mentioning too that it's great for the beautification process because so many people don't realize that if your body has more toxins than you can eliminate through urine or feces, it'll come out through your skin. And that's what a lot of people's skin problems are. They don't realize and they keep buying all sorts of topical creams. But this product will help detoxify you from the inside, which will help you beautify your body, correct? 100%. We're in a toxin burden world. Our organs are taking on so much. You see people with skin rashes, eczema, acne. What is that? That's toxins that the liver couldn't deal with, yeah. that the lymphatic system couldn't deal with. Charcoal comes right in there, does the job. It's an adsorber. So it pulls those toxins in, holds onto them, and you excrete them out. That's beautiful. If you want to get your activated charcoal product, go to C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com and on checkout, use the code capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 15. And while you're there, look at all their products. They have amazing products. I use them all. I love them. They taste great. They feel great. And they work great. And by the way, a liposomal product means that it's wrapped in fat. So it goes through your body more easily. Your body treats it as a food, not as a drug or anything else, which makes it more bioavailable. So enjoy your new Symbiotica activated charcoal. Symbiotica.com, capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 15 on checkout. One of the things I th like about the Total Gym and, and the construct of it is you can actually get on it and bang out, a say, a set of torso rotations, pec flies, squats, jumps, and walk out of the bedroom. And then when you pass through to go to the toilet, you can do another set. It's, it's not like there's any real fancy, dancey setup or anything. You can just get on and play with it. It's so easy. Yep. I do about a 20 to 25 minute workout on it. 
nonstop. I don't know. I, I, one exercise to the next nonstop, which is great because my mind, I could never sit on a spinning bike and spin for 30 minutes. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Or on a treadmill, I can't do that kind of stuff. I've got to have that variety. Yeah. So I'll warm up on the rower. I'll do three, and you can do different exercises on the rower. Get over, get on the total gym, go through. And you figure in 20 minutes, if I'm doing an exercise for what, 30 or 40 seconds? Yeah. That's a lot of different exercises. It is, yeah. And there's there's no boredom in the fact that I'm just going to do one thing. Yes. You're, you're what I call the cat type. I teach my students exercisers in general can be broken into two groups cats and salamanders <laughs> okay cats you have to change their program quite frequently and keep it interesting or they won't follow the program they'll just go off and do their own thing salamanders if you change their program as frequently as a cat they get irritated because they were just getting comfortable with the exercise and getting their groove and you took it away from them so exactly they need their programs changed about every six weeks but cats every three to four weeks are they get bored and you got to throw a lot more variety at them so you're you're in my cat i'm, okay. I'm a cat too meow yeah you throw us in the air we always land on our feet you throw a salamander in the air and it lands on its head <laughs> god but let's not throw salamanders in the air no it's just a different you know there's different personality types and, yeah and exactly. some people don't like change they just like give me my routine and leave me alone and i'll do it yeah but they don't understand that's where the growth comes from though. oh i know yeah it's i'm crazy I, I was in a flying somewhere in an airplane one time and I met this guy was sitting next to me and I don't know, he's, people always figure out I'm doing something with exercise or health. They, they seem to have a radar for me everywhere I go. So yeah. I, I get on the airplane next to, you know, by the time I get off, I've written health programs and exercise programs <laughs> for all the flight attendants and half the people around me. But this guy was a, a, a fireman and, uh, I can't remember what started the conversation and maybe it was just because I was in really good shape or something. He goes, well, what do you do? I said, well, I own an institute that teaches health and exercise. So we got started talking and he goes, well, yeah, I really like exercise. He says, I lift weights, but he says, I haven't been getting any results for a long time. And I said, well, are you training? He said, oh yeah, I train three times a week. So I said, well, when's the last time you got your program updated? updated yeah. He says, oh, I've been on this program for 10 years. <laughs> I said, well, that's why it doesn't work anymore. So I explained to him how the body adapts, right? And I said, well, you, you need to change that program at least every four weeks at minimum, or your body will flatline. You, it, you, it will, it'll think, I, I know this. I, I explained to him how the body adapts to every stress. So you get more and more efficient. So if you don't keep changing the exercise, and I told them, all you got to do is change the angle of the cable 15 degrees and your body thinks it's a new exercise. There you go. You know, if you're, whatever you're doing, if you don't know anything else, just change it in some way. Bend your torso forward. Instead of doing biceps curls standing, bend Same to a 45 yeah. degree angle, changes the angle of the shoulder, the angle of the elbow, and the brain thinks, oh, a new exercise. Yep. I said, you just got to keep stimulating the body or it becomes super efficient because we're designed to use minimum energy and minimum resources in nature because we didn't know when our next meal was going to come from. So the sure. body operates on what's called the MEN system, minimal electrical neuromuscular stimulation, and the SED principle, specific adaptation uh, to demand. So if you don't change the environment, then the body just learns how to be like, you go from being a, a hot rod, very inefficient, to being a Honda Civic. But really... Most people that are exercising want to burn fat and stay lean, so they need to be more like a hot rod and burn a lot of fuel. And the way you turn on the hot rod thing is you keep tricking the body into uh, thinking it's got to learn something new. 
See, that's the simplicity that people don't get. They want the complexity. I mean, you know, it's like, it can't be that simple. <laughs> like you say, it can't, can't be that simple just to change the angle of my arms or, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. But it is. It actually, scientifically, if you change the angle 15 degrees, your brain thinks it's a new exercise. Wow. The carryover yeah. is 15 degrees to either side of the joint. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, that research was initially done by George Davies, who was the oh, guy that yeah. developed isokinetics. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, funny mi- enough, they invented the machines on, that he? you cannot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm reading his literature. I'm going, well, if you know this, then why did you develop all this one axis machinery? It doesn't make any sense. But you see this in academia all the time. I, I would have doctors and therapists on professional sports teams go, where the hell did you learn all this stuff? And I say, your journals. What happened to <laughs> yeah, you? Because right, exactly. <laughs> I'm studying your journals. <laughs> but what happens, people get a, a mindset and then they stop. They, they get out of college or whatever. They think that's it. I know everything now. And they stop learning. Yeah. So they don't even read their own journals. So they don't no. realize their own field is advancing quite a lot, which happens a lot. So Tom, what a great conversation. It's so nice to get you to sh- show you my new place and yeah this is awesome i love it it's awesome it's fun out yeah. here it's so pe- you wouldn't even know covid's going on out here you really no. wouldn't my you know when the girls leave and have to go shopping then they got to put on masks and the kids they know something's up but sort of the biggest challenge for us is that mana hasn't been able to go to school and he's really missing Ooh. the social interaction you know yeah that's a big challenge right now it's yeah. hurting kids it's on un- and it's been a year that's what's unreal that's a you know for a five-year-old, that's 20% of their life. What do you think people would have thought if last February they would have said, we're going to shut everything down for a year? They probably would have been scared <laughs> to rebellion. death. Are you kidding oh, me? Yeah. yeah. It was, well, we, most people like me would have thought you're going to destroy the entire financial fabric of this country. And well, they almost have. Yeah. Well, I, actually, actually, I read a book. All right. I, I went through a course about six years ago, and these were f- forecasters, very, very successful forecasters. And they were saying that, you know, big, big downturn roughly between 2025 and 2035. And the, and the one big criteria is once we pass that $30 trillion in debt, which we have passed, there's no way to sustain. Come back out of it. How do you, how do you pay the interest on that? We're only, we're, you know, interest, interest rates, well, we're getting into politics, but interest rates are suppressed right now. You know, one, 1% or less for, you know, commercial borrowing. Yeah. Well, if that interest rate went to 3%, what's three times 30 trillion? It's $3 trillion a year, just an interest payments. It's, it's a whole budget. Doesn't happen. Can't happen. Anyway. Yeah. That's besides, that's beside the point. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the life process and part of the yeah. waking up process. And it, I think that, some of these establishments need to fall, unfortunately, like the big yeah. banking manipulative stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to come down to its knees. And I think COVID's really a great people time for people to wake up and say, you know, what 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 is sustainable and what really makes the country work and what makes us part of a world community. And I think ultimately my dream is that we all realize we need each other and how important health is mm-hmm. and how linked our health is to the health of our environment and how what's damaged our environment is large corporations trying to 
give us products that so-called make our life easier but destroy the environment. And ultimately, yeah. the, I don't think you can take a concept like COVID and look at it effectively without looking at how does the health of the environment impact the health of the people and set you up for not only problems with COVID, but any number of a, a wide variety of disease conditions or pandemic type conditions. And the other thing is, is we've created a, an economical uh, environment where people have been so preyed on by predatory lending and are so comfortable overspending with credit cards that people actually have to work themselves so hard just to keep their head above water. They don't have, they don't have a lifestyle that allows them time to exercise. They basically burn themselves out, come home, medicate themselves with alcohol and television. Don't get enough sleep. Don't eat good food, have their values confused. They drive, fifty thousand dollar cars but eat crap food you know yeah. so it's all mixed up yeah it? it's it's like <laughs> the the it's almost as though capitalism pushed things too far you understand what i mean sure. by that sure yeah capitalism mm -hmm. and consumerism and we've developed a whole culture who actually believes that all you got to do to fix a problem is just get the right pill you know yep. whatever it is it's there's some drink or some pill that'll fix it and I think that's one of the reasons that we have so much chronic disease and so many, you know, children with clogged arteries at birth and two years of age. You, I read in medical journals cases of cardiac uh, problems and, and clogged arteries, arteriosclerosis in two-year-olds. And I'm like, yeah. how do you do that unless the offspring are coming from parents that are already so sick, they don't have the vitality and the resources to produce a healthy child in yeah. the beginning? You know, you wonder why, why is there, is there an interest out there from governments to keep people sick? Of course. You know, yes. that's it's, called key, an, it? it's called the medical yeah, industry. Exactly. It's not a healthcare industry. It's a disease yeah. maintenance industry. And I've often said, you know, people say, well, you know, we're going to have an economic downturn. Well, I said, well, the one value of an economic downturn, I think, is people don't, they'll, they'll, they'll lose their car. They yeah. might lose their job. Yeah. They're not, they don't want to lose their health. So in a way, it is a good impetus that gets people involved in a healthier lifestyle, um, which I think is what we're experiencing now. So it's not all bad. Yeah, no. And, and you know, the, the, the lockdown, by all scientific accounts, has been part of the problem yep. because the countries that didn't do that, like Sweden, were much better off. But I think that People now have an opportunity to realize that things like Total Gym and simple apparatus, a medicine ball. I mean, me and you have a long history of medicine balls. It's the simple things. And, you know, you can be fit. I mean, when I was a young man and I was a boxer, most of my training was medicine balls, jump rope, running, and bag work. That was the bulk of it. I did weightlifting, but yeah. comparatively speaking... The grand majority of it was the stuff I could do in any rooms anywhere, right? Yep. I could do it in a in a living room. I could do it in a big closet, practically. And I think it, it's. I think we've got an environment now where people have time to say, "Okay, I might as well do something." If it's push-ups or you know just yeah. standing squats or getting investing in a total gym, and. 
I think now's a good time. I've it's been a while because I always bought the the high end total gyms sure. for for medical work. What what is an investment in a total gym? Oh, we have models anywhere from three hundred fifty to five thousand. Yeah, so that would be like the power the tower. Power tower. Yeah, that's that's the one that I was yeah. using for years and yeah. years. So so we accommodate all levels of finance financing, which is great. And the nice thing about it is it's kind of funny because you know they're all as functional as. They're just limited in weight bearing or accessories or yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But some people buy, some people drive a Volkswagen and some people drive a Mercedes. Yeah, they both get you to the same place. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, but I always tell people, uh, nobody nobody judges the bus when you get to heaven. Meaning, doesn't God doesn't care how you get there as long as you get there. You can come in a rickshaw, horse, donkey, walk. It's all good. Amen. You Amen. Know? In other words, however you get yourself healthy. As long yeah. as it's moving you in the right direction, yeah. you're all right. So here's a question for you. So what do you think of the awareness thing? What do you think? Do you think there is an awareness revolution happening right now? Do you think more people are tr- are are working towards becoming more aware, getting rid of that ego and you yeah. know, getting more connected to source? Uh-huh. I think we have more legitimate meditation, um, spiritual teachers. Um, I think we, we have enough books and enough teachers and because of the internet people are able to find people and connect to the person mm-hmm. on youtube or instagram or whatever so you know like if you were to walk into a bookstore 15 or 20 years ago and see an eckhart toll book let's say you wouldn't know who the hell the guy Which was would, would mean nothing it wouldn't me. mean anything to you no. it would just be a, bu- a bundle of paper but now you can think, okay, well, who is this guy? His, this is sort of interesting. Or, yeah, yeah. or, oh, so I heard someone talking about Eckhart Tolle. And in 10 seconds, you can actually see him talking and go, wow, this is profound wisdom. You know? yeah. So because the gap, the distance between the information and the personality is shut down to pretty much your phone now, you can actually get a sense of if the person is sharing energy and information that would be something that you would want to embody. It would impact your life. Yes. And so I think that's causing a rapid acceleration. One of the things that has been involved in the rebirth and, you know, revitalization of the Czech Institute that I hear constantly. And so does my staff. Paul Czech has been around for most of my life and he's still in business when most of these other guys that were telling us all this great stuff are gone. Yeah, and yeah. I've got young guys like, you know, Sean O'Malley, one of the best kickboxers in the world, and his trainer, Tim Welsh, and many others going, we want to be like Paul. He's an old man, but he can kick our ass. You know, he's, this guy's in shape. You should see the shit he does, you know? So when, when, when people keep seeing that I've, endured the test of time and i'm not falling apart it makes them realize whatever paul's teaching is working because look at him you know but the thing the big thing paul with you and is the fact that i can remember what people would say about you (laughs) they still say shit well not like they used to but and and you know i would i would find myself you know saying you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, you know? And and on one hand, on the other hand, I was thinking, if I get too close to Paul, are they not, then they're not going to like me? Yeah, you know, probably. Not, well, that's bull. That's bull. 
I know because I knew I knew what you were saying was right. But yeah. oh my God, I mean, it's it's you remember you remember the olden days. Well, yeah. maybe you still get it. I don't know. Well, it just changes. Yeah, it just changes. You know, for example, when I some one of my <coughs> friends turned me on to these Tai Chi style pants, so I started wearing those instead of you know standard pants or the kind of old yeah. style pants I used to wear, like gym pants, right? Sure. And, then I was getting flooded. The instant was getting flooded. Paul's turned into a hippie. hippie. You know? yeah. Then when I, my soul guided me into being a vegetarian for a year. And then they said, oh God, Paul's a, a nutcase. And now he's a <laughs> vegan vegetarian wimp. And, and we're not going to follow him anymore. And they said, he's going against everything he taught us. I said, I'm not going against anything I taught you. I taught you to listen to your inner voice, your right, soul. Exactly. And listen and do whatever that is. And I said, if my soul tells me to eat as a vegetarian, I listen because I've chosen to listen to the higher self, not the ego. And I'm not driven by other people's opinions. I'm driven by what the deepest part of me says, because that's what kept me alive through the toughest times in my life. And, you know, then when I had two wives, now I'm a cult leader and that shit. But that's the whole awareness thing, isn't it? I mean, you got to be aware of what's inside of you absolutely because that's the only thing i just honor it yeah you have to i honor it i found out what happens when you don't listen to that and it ain't pretty you know it's a painful road that ends up in broken marriages broken businesses broken bodies broken souls yep yep and lots of drug use and and i also think people realize that that the more you can get out of yourself and and pay attention to give it give as much as you can to other people yes you know? i honestly think that that's one of the most important hallmarks of spiritual people spiritual people feel most alive when they're giving, giving. and supporting other people amen yeah oftentimes people that call themselves religious keep that function only to their group we'll help christians but we won't help muslims yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go to war yeah. with the Muslims. Well, you sure yeah. as hell aren't going to give them a handout if they're in trouble. But spiritual people see God in everyone and and see God in nature. Everything. So yeah, exactly. It, it's it, that's where we have to get to, or we're going to implode everything. And that might not happen in our lifetime, but who it, knows? It, it might not. <laughs> although we are playing with fire for yeah. sure. We are playing with fire. I, I've cited this information. I'll share a fact for you that most people aren't aware of. I did an interview and I I became friends with Dave Murphy, who's the founder of food democracy now, which was the first um, food democracy now is to protect, to make the public aware of threats to the food supply, such as the use of Roundup and chemicals and things that they need to know about because it's affecting their health and their life. So they were the first one to sue Monsanto for basically damaging people's health and win the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And he is connected to all sorts of scientists all over the world. And he sent me an, uh, a research paper that was published by a group of entomologists. You know, entomologists study insects. Sure. And an entomologist, I don't know, I can't remember how many years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, started noticing that in his research, bug traffic was dropping lower and lower and lower. So it got him a bit concerned because bugs are the sex organs of this planet. They're the pollinators. So he got so concerned he coordinated a research effort with entomologists all over the world to monitor bug traffic and then when they calculated out 
what the drop in tr bug traffic was. They estimated that in the last 50 years, bug traffic worldwide has dropped 75%. And the title of the paper was Armageddon May Be Near. Because once we reach a critical low level of insects, then we won't have be we won't pollinate and we're losing bees at a very alarming rate right now. And Steiner said there's two things human life depends on, bees and trees. And when they reach a critically low level, life will cease to exist as you know it. And all of this is tracked right back to two things, farming chemicals and electromagnetic pollution, mostly farming chemicals. So I encourage everybody to remember how you treat nature is everything about how you're treating your future. And we might have good cell phones and cool cars and nanotechnology and all sorts of neat shit. But when there's nothing to eat, it won't matter. Mm -mm. So it's time for us to reorient ourselves. And if you look at the Hopi prophecy, it's pretty telling. The Hopi prophecy is carved into a big stone. And it shows that man gets more and more technologically advanced. But then all of a sudden, the trail, they carved it like a trail, comes to a dead stop. There's just nothing. And there's one branch that goes off. And they show that if we go back to taking care of the earth and living a simple life, then it goes all the way around the rock and continues indefinitely. Mm -hmm. But if we get too far down the line we're on, life ceases to exist. I think we're already too far down the line. When well, it, it's... Talk about technology. It's Yeah, it's out of hand. Yeah. It is out of hand, but that's why I do what I do. You know, yeah. I, I, I know I can say that if I die today... And I know you can say this too. We both did our very best to support everybody with everything we had. I don't, I don't think no you regrets. can leave. We're all going to die anyhow. <clears throat> I, my concern is for the kids. I really just think the kids deserve <sighs> better than what they're getting. Yeah, or what they're going to get. Yeah, you're right. And so I, I'm just grateful I've taught as many people as I have, and I'm doing my very best, all of us are, to make sure my kids know how to plant they know the cycles, they know the seasons, they know, you know, how seeds work, they know how animals work, so that if worse comes to worse and they find themselves in dire straits, they can survive. figure out how to get some carrots or do whatever. But just to show you how silly technology can be, I was looking through a, a electronic, I think it was an electronic uh, journal on technology, and it had an article in there that a company had proposed to the u.s government it's a they make uh, robots they tried to sell the u.s government on billions of robot bees that they could release into nature to do all the pollinizing whoa and i'm like you actually think that a robot bee is going to fill the role of a living creature that has a myriad of interactions with nature that are far beyond anything mechanical because I've studied how bees and insects interact, and it's wild. I mean, the you people have no idea how intricate every one of these species has a very specific function and mm -hmm. affects a mm -hmm. myriad of other things. And I think the great example was that, I don't know, did you ever see that documentary that showed what happened when they put wolves back into Yellowstone Park? Oh, I heard about that. It changed yeah, yeah. the courses of rivers, yeah. how yeah. trees grew. It changed <laughs> everything. Whoa. Just by putting, letting wolves come back in there. Wow. Just one animal. Yeah. And it yeah. had changes on the whole ecosystem. Wow. And so, you know, this is this misguided 
faith in technologies to think, oh, all we got to do, who cares if we're killing all the bees? We'll just make a bunch of little ones and send them <laughs> off like drones. I'm like, can you imagine yeah. driving down the road in your car and you can drive into a storm of yeah. mechanical bees. bees, your window be smashed and <laughs> tires popped. It was like, oh God. I, I, I honestly wonder like, how did we get so far off of common sense? That's a good question. Yeah. Was it ever there? I tell you what, <laughs> I grew up on a farm and it was there where you wouldn't have survived. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, if my if you didn't have f- common sense, my father would beat it into you. <laughs> so he made sure you had it installed. <laughs> yeah, well, let's say society as a whole doesn't have much common sense. No, and it's the, the paradox is it's not common anymore. It's, yeah. We have to start calling it uncommon sense. Yeah, very rare. Which is a strange situation. But to sort of wrap up, I've been telling people my whole life, look, you, you have to deal with the basics. You have to eat real food. You got to take care of your body. You got to have a dream, set realistically achievable goals for yourself, and you got to value rest and sleep. And if you don't get that in place, all you're going to spend your life doing is going from one pain and one trouble to the next. Yeah. And I think people like me and you that are offering people basic solutions, if your body gets healthy, your mind gets healthy, right? A sick body does not provide a healthy mind. And when you haven't, when your body gets healthier, you have more energy and more vitality. And the more energy and vitality you have, the more naturally creative you become. Because energy does not want to hold still; it wants to make something. It wants yeah. to do something. And I mean, look at children, right? I look at my kid. My kid. My two kids are constantly trying to create new stuff. Constantly, and kids, kids are creative, and they got energy, right? But when they run out of energy because they're not healthy, they don't. They're not creative either. And I've watched this over and over again because lots of people consult me about their sick children. Inevitably, they're eating junk and they're watching too much television and they're addicted to video games and they're not exercising. And it's like, there goes the creativity right out the window. Well, Tom, beautiful to visit with you. Thank you for all the contributions you've made to health and exercise. I mean, it's amazing. Thank you, Paul. You've been a, you've been a major part of our history and our success. Thank you. You know, if anybody doubts anything, I just said, well, go talk to Paul. (laughs) (laughs) He'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, lots of love and many blessings to Jesse too, because I know he's taking over more and more, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty much running the the commercial side of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Joy and I are kind of mainly, mainly uh, responsible for content and um, patents, trademarks, you know, intellectual property, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. That's a lot of work in itself. Yes, it is. Yes. I've been down that road. Well, also, uh, blessings to all of you Total Gym users out there. And, and, yes. And anybody that wants an awesome piece of equipment that yep. has tremendous applications, as you've heard us discussing, that is well-used and well-tested and will last you a long time. And it's easy to not only put in your house, but it folds up and you can. it doesn't occupy a lot of space. So no. that's another beautiful thing. And the you damn thing doesn't wear out. That's yeah. another problem we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's a good problem. That's a good problem. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Check out Total Gym, totalgym.com, right? Yep. Totalgym.com. Lots of stuff there. And uh, you've heard the story. You know it's real, and you've got my endorsement, and I still have Total Gyms to this very day. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it all. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check and today's guest, 
Tom Campanero. You can visit Total Gym's website at totalgym.com or follow them on Instagram at totalgym1974. That's totalgym1974. Total Gym are offering Paul's listeners 15% off any Total Gym purchase. Simply go to totalgym.com and enter the promo code CHECK2021. That's T-O-T-A-L-G-Y-M.com and the promo code chek 2021. Follow Paul on Instagram at paul.check, on Twitter at paulcheck, or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash living4d with Paul Check. Watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com and get your free subscription to check videos and more at the Czech Institute's new media site, chikiva.com. Music